Aloha. Welcome to this new episode of Pacific Leaders Today, a podcast from the East-West Center dedicated to young leaders from the Pacific. This portion of the series focuses on alumni of the Pacific Island Leadership Program, an East-West Center program that seeks to build leaders dedicated to shaping the future prosperity of the Pacific region by taking informed and effective action and is funded by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of the Republic of China, Taiwan. I'm your host, Philippe, and today I'm talking with Cathy Ite from the Solomon Islands. Cathy is a lawyer currently working for the University of the South Pacific. Equipped with a strong energy and a never-ending optimism, Cathy has accomplished a lot personally and professionally. Now, she's sharing this rich experience and her vision for the future of the region to younger generation thriving for such an inspiring role model. Cathy, aloha. Aloha, Philip. Welcome to this uh, podcast, Pacific Leaders Today. Thank you for taking the time to talk with me. Um, so my, my first question, Cathy, uh, can you tell us uh, where do you come from and, and what are you doing currently uh, with your life? Okay, um, so um, I'm from Malaita. Uh, I'm, I'm originally from Malita and from Solomon Islands. Uh, currently, life is good. Uh, personally, I just had a son. He's now um, five months old, and my daughter just celebrated her eight years old birthday over the weekend, and they both recovered from the virus. So we are doing good personally. Uh, with regards to my professional life, um, at the moment, I'm working with the University of South Pacific. So I'm managing the legal clinic, legal information center. So uh, my contract is for Vanuatu. I should be in Vanuatu teaching uh, in uh, MLS campus. However, because of the flight restriction, border closure, COVID-19, I can't travel. So I'm simply working remotely online. Yeah, so that's, that's, that's it. For... That's nice. Well, at least it gives you time to take care of your new challenge. Yes, and it's, it's very, um, it's a new challenge. I, I've... Uh, mm. So after seven years, so I'm like, um, step one again. Hmm. Back to the basics. Back to the basics. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so, Cathy, you are a former participant of uh, PILP, the Pacific Island Leadership Program uh, run by East West Center and funded by the government of Taiwan. You were in Generation 5. Uh, so that's been a few years now that you came back. Um, can you tell me, why did you decide to participate in this uh, program and, and eventually what kind of impact did the, did the program had on you? Oh, okay, yes. So um, for that, I would say that, um, wow, maybe I, I, would, I should say PILP is a blessing for me. And um, 
how or why did I decide to participate. So back in 2017, I saw, um, I was on Facebook, on social media, and then I saw some of my uh, former colleagues from uh, law school. I think it was Tevita from Tonga and Aldrich. They were posting pictures about Peel and they were in Hawaii and they were in Taiwan and I was just following their page and I was like, this must be something to do with um, legal training. So I went and I was uh, checking out the PILP website, the East West Center website and checking out what PILP was. Uh, unfortunately, it was not about legal, but then I see some, like, I look at the criteria and I was like, wow, I can really do this. So I went and I asked one of my um, one of my best friends at work, I just asked him for his opinion. I, I told him, can you be honest with me? Can you tell me, can I, am I, can I apply for this? Um, and then uh, he looked at me and he was like, are you crazy? That's East West Center. <laughs> uh, only genius people uh, are accepted to do um, uh, studies or other programs at East West Center. And I looked at him and I went back to my desk. I ignore what he said and then I just go ahead and fill out the form. Um, and then after when I get uh, accepted accepted to do PILP, um, I can only say that um, PILP is for everyone and it's a blessing indeed. And it has impacted my life in so, so many ways, but I will only discuss few. Um, so first of all, Every time after PIL, whenever I look back, I would say that I can't thank you enough for PIL. And um, I always told my friends, I always tell my friends that PIL made me where I am and who I am. Uh, uh, Philip, you remember one of our sessions? We were, um, we were support, we were, the exercise was for us to write, I think it's the map of life. And then, yes. Mm -hmm. And then we were supposed to write, what would you do uh, if you're not uh, doing what you're doing now? So back then I wrote that I want to be a writer. I want to be somewhere else, just sitting in the bike here, writing. And also we were supposed to do how what would you prioritize in some years to come in the future? And then I put like, we put health. And so now I can look back and say that those exercises really, really helped us. Like when we did the exercise, I was like, who in the world planned his or whole life? <laughs> Like, I'm just living life like this. Like, I don't ever think about uh, what should I do next year or those things. But that exercise alone helped me. And I remember I wrote it down in, the goal, in my book, the goals I want to achieve. 
um, and I wrote I want to do my postgrad LLM, and uh, you know I achieved that. Um, I've done um, my LLM at the University of Hawaii, and um, I also wrote down in my book that I want to work for UN. <laughs> That, that's one of the goals, and I'm glad to tell you that I did. I did. Before joining USP, um, I worked with the UN here, and they hired me as their consultant. Uh, so I worked on the project, on a project, Access to Justice project with the UNDP here, and uh, yeah, we I created um, um, it's like a training for paralegals. So uh, at the moment, we've already trained uh, four cohorts, and they are currently working for public solicitors' office. And looking back, I can say that PILP. You know, like when they asked me if I've done trainings before and I told them, no, I did not. But I've been in some good training before. And uh, you know how we do the um, sessions during period. There are times that we watch movies. There are times that we have to go out and learn something outside of the classroom and there are times we do it within the classroom. So I put that into the training manual, all those things. And then uh, now we have uh, four cohorts who have already graduated and they are, they are working, they are helping out with the access to justice project, taking um justice to the most remote areas in the uh, country. So I achieved that, the UN thing. So um, that is uh, one of the things that PILP impacted me. And also the other thing is that um, I wrote, I wanted to write stuff. So the first thing I wrote was the training manual for the UNDP project. And also at the moment, um, I'm, I'm just writing um, books for kids, especially on legal stuff for kids, because I, I believe that um, we, we can teach the older generation, we can teach them, we can tell them this and that, but if we really want to save the people's uh, way of thinking or attitudes, then I believe that we should start at the very early age, hence why I'm working on the books for kids. But those are just, um, those are just uh, hobbies I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. And for, for my two kids too, I want to educate them, but but I don't know how to speak to them in their language. So maybe through those um, storybooks I can. And Pilp also told me that that uh, people um, talk, uh, like we learn from other people and the stories, talk stories are very powerful tools to educate mm. people. So yeah, mm. that's it. And I think the other one is uh, Pilp helps me 
realize or aware of myself, of my strength and my weaknesses, and it, it kind of boosts my confidence in life. And also it helps me to understand a life better and the network that PILP has created. Uh, I can't thank you enough for that. It, it has enormously impacted my life. I, I will always credit to PILP for, I can't thank you enough. I think PILP has made a big, yeah. <laughs> We can go on whole day talking about what people yeah. made in my life. So yeah, that's uh, basically everything people has made. So it has impacted mm. my life uh, personally and professionally. Yeah, and and uh, definitely you you've achieved a lot after your participation in PILP. But uh, I I'm focusing on what you said about those manuals and those those books that you've helped uh, rethink writing and uh, and it feels like you you were just like uh, passing on to others your experience of what you've benefited from the program and from all those experiences that you've lived uh, so do you think this is your way to share uh, your knowledge your experience and somehow to position yourself as a leader by by sharing this experience yes that is so true so i was thinking about that and um uh, that is, uh, it's a way of sharing um, uh, my knowledge and the leadership through, that is, I think, I think basically that's how I do my leadership style, sharing with people mm. uh, the knowledge and experience. And I think it's uh, very, very beneficial. And it, it kind of helps me to work more when I see them prosper. Because I've read, uh, they usually get back to me with uh, feedback whenever uh, UNDP have feedback from the public. They will let me know that, oh, your students are doing really, really well and stuff like that. And also at the moment, since I'm teaching at the USP, I... I also, beside the curriculum that the USP um, give us to teach, I also put in some of the experiences, especially when it comes to practical uh, aspects of the legal practice. And I think, and I keep, uh, I keep my um, connection with my students and I help them look for jobs. Sometimes I, I just made an open call. Uh, I share with them vacancies and also I ask them if they need reference or stuff like that. They will. Uh, they are most welcome to talk to me whenever they want. Yes. So I think, yeah, you're right. That's, I see it also as one of the ways uh, as a leader sharing knowledge with the people. And, and do you think this feedback you get uh, from uh, those programs, those manuals, and, and from your students is somehow a sign that those people, those young people mostly, are really hungry to uh, take on more leadership position, to really commit themselves 
to help the region uh, and the country develop? Yes. So um, I think um, I think like from the feedbacks I get, um, I I I believe that uh, we have a young generation who are. Um, who are willing to take on the responsibility. Uh, and the only thing that we are lacking is the platform for them. So some of them, um, some of them who are, who are more resilient or more creative, they can go on and do their own, um, do their own um, uh, way of uh, providing services to the community while others they would just wait for us to create platform for them mm. to do uh, whatever responsibility they would do to uh, help the the community or the, the 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 country so for example some of the young people who um who have become more creative or have more ideas to do whatever service sometimes they do um they do it in a form like a lot of people are now connected to social media so sometimes they do comedy comedy stuff on social media but it based on the issues that we are facing in the country so um when it's uh Purposely for entertainment, it, it is also educating mm. the people. Yeah. And um, on the other hand, there are some people who, some young people in the younger generations who are, who need that push or the platform or for us to create a platform where they can come together and they can utilize their skills and knowledge mm. to um, could yeah save save the uh, the people in the community or the country so yeah. and from yeah. and from your position uh, all those young people that you see are you hopeful that they will really commit and 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 step up as as potential leaders uh, in in the short term future yes so with regards to the leadership i i think uh, specifically for solomon island um, for our generation, this is specifically for Solomon Island, um, from my personal view, uh, this generation that I'm in, this younger generation, we are the products or not the products, but we were kids during the ethnic tension. And then we were teenagers during the riots that had occurred back then. Uh, we were in high school and then again we were in the recent riots and uh, we are now in the community transmission period. So I think for our younger generations, we have watched the leaders. We have watched um, what our country have gone through. And now that the younger generation have access to the social media, to the news outlet, to radios, they are more aware of what's going on in the country. Back then, we don't have that kind of access. So um, I believe that should the younger generation, this younger generation, um, should they 
take seriously the issues there that we've gone through and how the leaders have dealt with them. Uh, this is a good thing that they will learn from what to do and what not to do. Um, so we can avoid those uh, challenges. However, on the other hand, if uh, the youths are looking at this in the opposite and uh, another view, then it can be a, a problem. But I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful for the future. I, I think the younger generation, we have, we have uh, seen... Um, what the mistakes that our leaders have made and um, maybe we'll be in a better position to lead. So I'm hopeful for the future leaders. I, I think, I believe that um, they will lead us. They will, they will make good um, leaders, leaders in the future for this country. Yeah. And so also given uh, this... Uh hope uh, that you that you share for the future generation uh, let's do a little bit of future planning because now you're used to it yes. uh, from Peel. and and how do you see the future of the region in the next 10 years sure so um for the for the region as a whole um let's say for the pacific region as a whole um I'm of the view that uh, if there will, um, if only, if only, um, see, the thing is that um, back then we don't have technology, we can't communicate and stuff like that, but now we have. So um, I'm thinking that should the region, the leaders in the region, um, they can, uh, um, how do I say it? Like if they work together, they they have the the facilities, they have the internet, they have all these things. If they can uh, collaborate and work together, I think we will have uh, a better. Um, a better future for the region as a whole. Um, and um, I remember uh, what, like, you, one of the things we, Bill has also told me is that um, if we want to move forward, um, then you, from where we are, we, we have to look back and then. Um, and then we can then we can move on. So I believe that um, the other countries, for example, um, the developed countries, they were once like us in the Pacific region. Like they were once uh, developing countries, and they were once trying to. Um, to reach where they are today. So I believe that now that we have a better access to um, other countries, we have better um, facilities and all those things, we can utilize them and uh, working in a collaborative manner, we can help each other to get to um, what we, wa we want. So we can, we can get to a better, um, 
Pacific region. We can be, we can also be a developed country. So that's my, that's my um, vision for the regional, um, the countries in the region. That's a very appealing vision. And so in order to, to reach that stage without maybe doing the same mistakes that others have done prior to that while they were developing, what would be your recommendations to the young people from the region or other already in position of leadership? Uh, what would you like to share with them? What would you like to tell them in, in like to make sure that we reach that vision that you just described in, a, in an efficient and positive way? Okay, it's true. So um, one of my recommendations for the current leaders or those who will be lead, uh, who are leaders or who will be leaders soon um, in the region, I think one of the, um, one of the, uh, one of the recommendation I think would be really, really helpful is uh, uh, to work together. To, to work together and um, to collaborate and work in unity. We need each other. We need to learn from each other and then to, and to prosper. Um, one of the, what's one of the things that just happened? Uh, is it the Pacific Island? For, yeah, like there were issues with leadership, who should take the leadership, and then the other countries want to withdraw those kind of issues. It um, It's sad to see that I understand that they have their own grounds um, with regards to those uh, the decision they want to take. With due respect, uh, I think for us Pacific Islands, uh, we have ways to go about those kind of things. And I think uh, for the future leaders, we need to really, really work together and uh, not allow any other outside um, um, how do I say it? Like not allow any other factors to ruin what we want to achieve. Uh, for example, if if there's money playing or if there's any other influential stuff from other places, then we should we should stop. Uh, I think the thing is. Um, we, we need to work together and respect, and then we keep the words. If we're gonna say one thing, we speak the same language, then we will prosper. However, mm. if we don't, then I don't think we will. So, yeah, I think the only thing, um, I would love to see the Pacific Island leaders or the current leaders working together. Well, that's, I guess that's a good place to end this uh, conversation yes. on this uh, call for unity for present and, uh, and future leaders. Uh, Cathy, thank you very much uh, for your time and for, for sharing all this uh, amazing experience of yours. Yes, thank you, Philip. Um, this is 
Thank you very much for the interview. I think um, my the only thing I would like to say now is um, it's the world is going crazy. I think that's for personally, and so um, this is to all the parents or the people who are about to be parents or whatever. Uh, I think if we want to create good leaders in the future, we have to start at home. Uh, we have to teach our children because they will be the future leaders. We start teaching them at home. And being a female in the Pacific Island, I, uh, my message to others uh, is that um, when it comes to leadership and gen, uh, and um, intelligence and all those stuff, I, I understand, I acknowledge that we have cultures and that that can be barriers but when it comes to those do not do not allow your gender do not allow the fact that oh i'm female or i'm male to uh, to be a barrier sometimes we we ourselves use those things and become the barrier to ourselves so uh, when I, I was thinking that, uh, you know, there's, there's an issue with gender and people are talking about gender, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and then personally, sometimes I feel that when we are more on gender issue, uh, especially when we are like advocating more for gender issues, sometimes uh, it kind of... Um, uh, block us from having an open mind. This is personally. Mm -hmm. So I think that, uh, for example, I think that it it has for the to to become successful or to be a good leader or to be where you want to be. It has to do something with being a human being, not not. Um, if you not really uh, your gender, for example, um, I wanted to be, uh, I wanted to do, uh, uh, I wanted to do uh, my postgrad studies. And like we've read in the papers and we had people say that, oh, from the Pacific, it's very difficult to, you know, to prosper and to, and to get a leadership role being a female. If you listen to those words, it's going to get you. I, I did not listen to those words. I never see myself as a... I'm a female, but I don't really see myself separately like I'm a female, he's a male. I see myself as a human being. So uh, I, I, I believe that it's not really about gender. It's about being a human. Know, know your weakness as a human being and your strength and just work, work on it and you, you'll prosper. You'll do good in your leadership role. And... Yes, I think that's all. Yeah. A very important message. Thank you very much, Kathy. You're welcome. 
Pacific Leaders Today is the podcast produced by the East-West Center, a non-profit organization that promotes better relations and understanding among the people and nations of the United States, Asia, and the Pacific through cooperative study, research, and dialogue. For more information on the center and its leadership programs, go visit eastwestcenter.org. Mahalo, and I'll see you soon for another episode.